A reading from the book of James, chapter 2, verses 1 through 18. My brothers, show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. For if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly, and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in, and if you pay attention to the one who wears fine clothing and say, you sit here in a good place, while you say to the poor man, you stand over there or sit down at my feet. Have you not then made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he has promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Are not the rich ones who oppress you? Are not the rich the ones who oppress you? and the ones who drag you into court? Are they not the ones who blaspheme the honorable name by which you were called? If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing well. But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. If you do not commit adultery, but do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak, so speak and so act as those who are to be judged under the law of liberty. For judgment is without mercy to one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith, but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also, by, so also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. The word of the Lord. Let us bow our head in prayer. Merciful God, we gather before you to listen to you, to hear your words. Father God, touch our hearts. Let your word be a fruit of good living in our hearts. That as we continue to worship you, strengthen, and strengthen each and every one of us. Give us your blessing and your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I uh, really honored and humbled by Canon Jim Saladin for inviting me to worship with you today. And his lovely wife, Amber, uh, she came to our church before the synods to work with us with some music. And also, your assistant pastor, Clint, uh, also has visited our church uh, during the uh, consecration of the church. He was there. He went somewhere. I don't know where he went. I was looking for him. Um, but Clint represented him. 
Then last week, Sunday, uh, Saturday, we had a Thanksgiving service. When the bishop came to do the consecration of the building, it's just to, it's an official thing to let people know that we are here now. And uh, the uh, celebration that we had last week, Saturday, just has to do with people that give us support financially, morally, prayer, you know, just to uh, extend our gratitude and our appreciation for what they did. So I'm really honored and humble for inviting me to be here today to worship with you. And I pray that each and every one of you, I will get to know you more and more as we worship together in the name of Jesus. Um, I'm going to spend an hour and 30 minutes for my sermon today. Let me give you a joke about a guy, one pastor. He didn't give any, he didn't give any notice. He just kept on preaching, kept on preaching 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 50 minutes. One of the uh, board members in the congregation, people have started sleeping and you know, when things keep going on and on and on. So the guy wrote a note, preacher, let my people go. <laughs> Handed him the note. He didn't get it. They wrote it again. Second, second time he got it. I'm not going to take too much of your time. You won't have to write me a note. But I want to draw your attention to the first reading that our daughter came here. No, who, who read the first reading? Oh, okay, that you read this morning. And when I read the gospel, and I read, because we follow the lectionary. When I read the gospel, I read the first lesson from the Old Testament and the letter of James, the second reading. You can see the relationship between those readings. When he says, my brothers, show no partiality as you owe the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. And he started to break it down. St. James started to break it down. For if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly, and a poor man in a shabby clothes showed up, and if you pay attention, if you do not pay attention, to that person, and you only pay attention to the guy with the gold ring. You have then made distinction among, them, among yourself and become judges with evil thoughts. And that's what gave me my title for this particular message. St. James' letter, I don't call it a letter, it's a sermon. And when you go to the book of St. James, when you go to the scripture, you only have uh, four or five chapters in the book of St. James. And as a matter of fact, 
this St. James is the brother of our Lord Jesus Christ. They call him James of Jerusalem. It's not the other James, the apostle. The scripture says, this is, this, this is Jesus' brother. A pastor of a church asked a question. The question was, if you were accused of being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Everybody was like, okay, what does that mean? If you were accused of being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Many do our lives prove we are followers of Christ. Do our lives prove we are followers of Christ. If you look in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 7, 16 to 17, Jesus said, you will know them by their fruits. Every good Three bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad food. In this country of our, in this our country, the United States of America, we fulfill one of the second commandment of our Lord Jesus Christ last month. You shall love your neighbors as thyself. I'm not a politician, so don't count that against me. I'm just observing in relation to this message. Our government demonstrated last month by evacuating thousands of Afghans, including United States citizens who wanted to leave Afghanistan, who wanted to come to the United States and make life, and those of our citizens who were there. That is, what that says to me is the evidence of our faith is not a pious devotion of our faithful worship. The test of our faith is how it translates into our behavior, our action. In the previous reading of St. James, he said, be doers of the word. Not only the hearer, be doers of the word. So my brothers and sisters, that gives me the title of, our, of this particular message that says, people can see through us. That is my title of this passage. People can see through us, our children, our friends, our neighbors, our fellow workers, they are all observing us. They are taking notes of how we live our lives, how we respond to each circumstances that comes our way. You see, St. James, in direct and challenging words, takes the message of our Lord Jesus Christ and apply it to his own audience.
And apparently, there was partiality, there was favoritism, there was discrimination going on in Jerusalem with his audience, or maybe I would say the Christian audience that he was preaching to in Jerusalem. There was marginalization being practiced. So uh, James immediately equates such behavior with a lack of believing in our Lord Jesus Christ. We cannot do all of that. And we say, we are good Christian. We cannot marginalize people. We cannot be partial. We cannot discriminate. And we come to church every Sunday and we worship and we go home. That behavior, this very behavior happens in all our churches today. Am I right or wrong? Yes. We are all guilty of it. I always tell my congregation when I'm preaching, I'm not preaching to you alone, I'm preaching to myself too. I'm not immune. That very behavior, discrimination, marginalization, is very common in our churches today. And we, all, we, we often make distinction, creating separation and division based merely on what we observe or, or the previous opinion we have formed. We do this with people we know and those we do not know. We make decisions and classify some people and group as acceptable with re while rejecting others. And St. James goes on to say partiality, discrimination, favoritism is sinful. I must be avoided. So my brothers and sisters, when we welcome other people and show them respect, guess what we do? We welcome Christ and we honor Christ. Amen? Let me share a story with you that I read. You might have heard the story before also. This story was about a company executive who decided to take a walk during his lunchtime through the park in Manhattan. As he was taking the stroll during his lunchtime, he decided to buy a hot dog and a soft drink. So as he continued to walk and join his hot dog, Enjoying the view, two homeless persons, hello, two homeless persons approaching, one by one, each asked, can you help me? I'm hungry. Each time, this executive brother would look straight ahead and kept walking. Brother, sir, can you help me? Now, some of us have encountered a similar situation in our city with our homeless people. 
As I said before, I worked for the Department of Homeless Services for about 30 years. I have done exactly the same thing. The same thing that the brother did, they come to you, please give me something, I'm hungry. I will keep on walking. You know, sometimes, I mean, sometimes I we give. Sometimes I guess that this person probably need the help. But most of the time, we guess it wrong. And when we pick and choose among them. So, after this executive brother finished his all dog and soft drink, he started to walk back to his office. On his way back, he stopped and bought a chocolate eclair for dessert. I mean, you had an old dog, soft drink, you want to tone it down with something. So as he was about to take the first bite of that chocolate eclair, a young boy was racing down the sidewalk on his skateboard, almost hit him. So the executive now jumped so this boy would not run him over. Guess what happened to Chocolate Declare? Start flying, fell down. The man picked it up and tried to clean it off. That maybe he can see, take a bite. Cause he, he didn't want to go back and buy more of that. But it was now a dirty chocolate eclair. So before discarding it, before throwing it out, he thought to himself, hmm, what about those homeless guys that approach me? So he strolled down to one of them You all know where I'm going with this. And handed one of them the dirty eclair and says, here you are, my good man. This is something for your hunger. He thought he did something good. He walked away smiling and went back to his office. So that evening he went to sleep. In his sleep that night, he had a dream. In that dream, he was sitting in a big, a big and large cafe, crowded one. Waitresses were going back and forth. He saw so many people, they were eating. Everybody was ordering their food and everything, eating their own food. So none of the waitress came to him. They were passing him by. So when he realized that they didn't recognize him, he started waving. I'm here. I'm here. All the, waitress, all the waitresses ignored him, even though he was waving his hand. But finally, he caught the eye of a young woman, a waitress. So she came to him. And asked me, sir, what can I do for you? I want something to eat. 
I've been sitting down here for 30 minutes waving my hand. What's wrong with you guys? So the young woman left, took the order, and went back inside. Few minutes later, he, she came back. Get what she came back with? She came back with a dirty piece of pastry and handed it to this man. This man was, he flew up. He was angry. This is not what I want. This is not what I order. Why will you give me a dirty pastry? You cannot treat me like this. I have the right to be served. Don't you know who I am? And I have my money in my pocket to pay. So the young waitress was so quiet and she responded kindly. And she says, sir, don't you seem to understand? You cannot buy anything here. We don't accept money. You have just arrived in heaven. And all you can order here is what you sent ahead while you're on earth. Hello. And I just checked the record. And the only thing we have for you is this dirty pastry. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. The man woke up. Now, to me, that's a nightmare. If I were treated like that, that's a nightmare. The executive man, this man obviously thought quite highly of himself, but he learned through the back door that the second, <laughs> the second half of our Lord Jesus' commandment to love our neighbor as ourselves is a necessity of life. To love our neighbor as ourselves is a necessity of life. This brother shared his experience with his wife and his office colleague. So my brothers and sisters, St. James, following the lead and message of our Lord Jesus Christ, tell us that we must never think that we are above or better than other people. We are all brothers and sisters, members of the same Christian family. All people deserve our respect because people can see through us. People can see through us. We have no option. Our tax is part of and parcel of our Christian vocation. And I always tell my congregation, when we come to the assembly, when we meet together like this, guess what we do? We come here to energize. It's like you go to gas station to refill your vehicle. And when your fake vehicle is full, you set out on your way. That is, what, that is what the church is all about. We come here on Sunday to refresh, or perhaps during the week with Bible study. But on Sunday, we come together like this 
to hear the word of God, to pray together, and we send everybody out so we can do God's work. That is why we are here on earth. And it is said, but true that many times we as individuals and as a society live life in a manner completely contradictory to the message of St. James. We separate, we discriminate on many levels. We separate people based on intelligence. We separate people based on appearance, based on personal habit. You see, only those who are sufficiently bright, only those who are beautiful and handsome, sophisticated, are accepted. Others are given the dirty, declared pastry. My brothers and sisters, <clears throat> St. James provides us with a significant challenge. It's challenging you and it's challenging me to be the doers of the world, to live an active faith by seeking to accept everyone as they are. Moreover, the scripture tells us to, not to have a proficient option for the poor, but we must recognize them and help them and, and, and serve them. They deserve our attention. I pray today, my brothers and sisters, may God Almighty empower you, empower me, as we give others the best that we have and not the leftover, not the dirty pastry. And if you and I can do that, if we can do what St. James is telling us to do, guess what? He said, our reward is in heaven and our reward will be great in heaven. Amen? Let us close our eyes in prayer. Merciful God, we thank you that you have spoken to us. We thank you, Father God, because we are guilty of everything that St. James said. We discriminate, we separate each other, we give prefer 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 preferential uh, to each other, people that we like, people that we don't like. But we are all your children. You made us in your image. You created us, Father God. Give us the heart to love each other, to love our neighbor as ourselves, as you have taught us. Bless each and every one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hello, everyone. My name is Jim Saladin. I'm the rector here at Emmanuel Anglican Church. Uh, our church exists to see and describe and reflect the beauty of Jesus Christ for the flourishing of our city. And I hope this podcast encouraged you in that way towards Christ. If you're here in New York City, we'd love to see you. Please join us on Sundays at 11 a.m.
Generosity drives everything we do at Emmanuel. And if you'd like to contribute, please visit www.emmanuelanglicannyc.com slash give.